This episode is brought to you by Gifted Red. That's right, our kingdom product. Valentine's Day is upon us. Why not celebrate by doing so and representing God's gift to you, his love. We are celebrating with the special edition, limited time only, Red Gifted Tea. Grab yours today. Go to the show notes and enjoy. Happy Valentine's Day. You are now tuning in to Spirituality Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. LaTanya Moore. This is the place where we cover all things related to your spiritual maturity. I'm talking topics, experiences, and application. It's also the place where you can receive practical tips to strengthen your relationship with God. Hashtag practical. So let's not waste any time. Let's jump right in to today's episode. Hey, 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 listen, this is another episode of Spirituality. Get excited with me on today. Grab your coffee, grab your tea, have a seat at the table because y'all, we about to jump right into this episode all about being hashtag save, save, saved and still dope. You know what I mean? There is a such thing, Okay. Is this your first time here? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to spirituality. Baby, you are family now, okay? So go ahead, go back to the previous episodes and catch up because I don't want you to miss anything, you know? I want you to have these foundational pieces as well. I am so excited about everything that God is about to do and reveal in this episode, okay? Did y'all know that you can be saved, saved, and still have fun? Did you know that you can be saved and still enjoy yourself? Did you know that you can be lit and still be a light? (laughs) I sent out a survey and I asked for topics. And one of the topics that someone gave me was how to be lit and still be a light. I was like, come on now. So if you have any topics that, you know, you want to know more about or something that God has placed on your heart, send them on in. I would love to hear them. All right. Y'all, there are so many things to talk about with this topic. And let me just start by saying some of y'all are scared to go all in with God because you're afraid of what you're going to lose, not thinking about what you could gain. Now, when you do that, everything is going to change. I gain peace, huh? I gain fruit, what? I gain a new level of clarity, and I am here for it, okay? There are so many things that you could gain once you really go in with God, once you become hashtag saved, saved. So this conversation really came about because I had an experience with someone And um, as I was talking to them, I was basically explaining all of the ministries that I was a part of and what have you. And he responded by saying, oh, you save, save. And I thought, what? Y'all, I was like all in my feelings and all offended. Okay. So what are you trying to say about me? You know? And so 
that is our guest for today. This podcast is going to be a tad bit different because normally, you know, we have someone who can give us the experience of that topic. And he can in a sense, but what's going to happen is that what you're going to hear is a real and relevant and raw conversation between two people, right? It is healing. It is is relevant. It is amazing. Okay. And I love the way this conversation went. It is hashtag almost like a relationship podcast coming up. Okay. But basically, Jeremy, our guest for today and our experience for today is going to talk through that moment when he called me saved, save. And we're going to talk through how I felt, how he felt, all of those things. So stay tuned because it's coming. But you know, I like to spend a little bit of time on the topic. And so the topic overall is really how to be saved and still have fun. The thing is, we think that we have to stop everything we are doing because we become saved. And really, that is not the case, right? Absolutely not. You are not going to lose your personality. You're going to have that same personality because God made you that way anyway. Now, what you do have to change is your heart and your intention behind some things, right? Like you can't get saved with that same personality and still have like really bad intentions and a bad heart behind it. Those things have to shift. But who I am as a person and, you know, what I stand for, my values, like, you know, tripping out, having fun, all of that stuff is still the same. God ain't changed none of that. He knew that I was going to need it to really reach back and reach forward to the people who were like me, right? For the people who wanted to hear somebody, you know, break topics down and be relevant about things. And so I am still that person. That part has not changed, right? Oftentimes, you know, some people, they get saved, they give their life to Christ, and then they immediately cut everything off, right? And we, listen, as a body, as as our friends, we like so judgmental. We like, oh Lord, she got saved. She all in the church now. She can't hang out with us. She can't do what she used to do. Well, no, she can't do what she used to do. He can't do what he used to do because it pulls them back into sinful places. It pulls them back into temptation. It pulls them back into a cycle where they are not honoring the covenant that they have made with God, right? So yes, there are some things that you won't be able to do anymore. There might be some things that you have to stay completely away from because it's too tempting for you. And there are some people who weren't so deep into sin or so deep into some of the things that they were a part of that they can still be around it enough, right? Without it necessarily pulling them back. For some reason, People think that when you are saved, you are boring and that you have to cut everything off in your life and, and you can't go outside. <laughs> well, none of us can right now, COVID, but that's another story. So that's not the case though. You don't have to cut everything off in your life and feel like you were stuck and trapped. That's not the life that God wants us to live. God wants us to walk in freedom. He wants us to, you know, be in places and spaces where we can, you know, show the glory of God, right? Through our own story. And so it's important for you to know that you can be yourself. What are the things that you used to love? What are the things that you, you know, really like to do? Is it bowling or skating or spending time with friends? Or you can still do all of those things. 
But what I want you to imagine is if God was sitting right beside you in those places, would he be glorified? Would he be excited about your behavior? Would he allow these things to happen, this behavior to happen, or would he be condemning you? Would you feel convicted, right? That's something to really think about because I want you to be yourself, okay? Don't you change any anything and be unauthentic. You should still be authentic after you get saved. You need to be in a place where you are confident in who you are and being hashtag saved, saved. I want to say too, because at one point in during this experience, you're going to hear us talk a lot about, you know, men and women and what we should be doing and thinking all those things. And so I wanted to touch on that with Jeremy because, you know, there's this notion in the church when you are saved and what you should and should not be doing, especially as a single in the church or outside of the church. But I want you to know that when you know your value, when you know your worth, and when you are confident about what God is calling you to be, listen, you will be good. It's when you flake on his word that you forfeit the promise. I'll say that again. It's when you flake on his word that you forfeit the promise because being flaky in and out, like that's just not it. You have to make a decision. And once you make a decision, that is when you reap those promises of God. Okay. We can't just go around here, you know, thinking about what other people want from us. We got to think about what God wants from us, okay? Because when we start adjusting to what other people's expectations are, we don't experience all that God has for us. And I don't know about you, but I just posted this the other day. I want to be where a fruit resides, okay? Because there everything else shall be. <laughs> so I am ready to jump into this experience. Experience. I'm so excited and I know that you are going to enjoy this conversation as well. Listen, let's jump right in because Jeremy is about to bring the fire. Jeremy Ash is a graduate of North Carolina State University and Strayer University. He currently works as a clinical research consultant and has been in the field for almost 14 years. Jeremy is a graphic designer and is the CEO behind the brand Gorilla Graphics 06. He is also the director of mentorship for Carolina United Flag Football Club a nonprofit started in 2017 by Jeremy and three friends. Their mission is to promote healthy life habits and goal achievement in underserved populations through flat football and community engagement. So Jeremy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are so, so welcome. Uh, I am excited to have you on today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, ex we, I'm excited to be here. Yes, I love it. We are talking about all things hashtag save, save, okay? And right. you know, because we've had these conversations before, you know, what this word, what this notion of being save, save has meant, right? And you were the one, one of the first people that I actually heard this from. And so um, <laughs> we're just going to talk about it today. It's going to be a little bit different. We're going to give the people a little bit more insight into, you know, this term and how we, both of us feel about it. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. So if you had to define save, saved, 
you know, what, what does that mean to you? So for me, like when I think about save, save, or when like, even in the context of like saying it, it's almost like if you ever hear black people say like, repeat stuff twice, that means like it's additional emphasis or, you know, they'd be like, is it cold outside? And they step up like, nah, it's cold, cold outside. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's for real. It is not a game out here. So, uh, well, sometimes they'd be like, you know, Tanya, 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 you know? And you automatically, you're like, oh, I know exactly which one you're talking about. So, right, you know, it's just common knowledge at this point. So when I think about save, save, to me, it's it's somebody that's not just like conveniently save or situationally save, somebody that's like actually doing the work in whatever capacity they've been called to do and being serious about it and actually like, you know, actively working and flowing in their gifts or, you know, seeking ways to get better and how they can uh, help people with it, you know, whatever. But it, it shows to me like it's a higher level of commitment. And I know it sounds sort of like, you know, like you're playing around with somebody. But for me, it's one of those things like if I, if I double word this thing, it's, you know, it's got some emphasis on it. Interesting, though, and I just want to kind of have a conversation about it because, when you said this to me, it's like a day almost that I'll never forget, right? Like I was coming into, mm-hmm. you know, myself and my gifts and, you know, the ministry that I knew that God had placed in me, although I didn't want to call it a ministry. And I was having a conversation with you and I was just basically talking about all the things that I was doing as it relates to ministry. Like I was naming all things. And mm-hmm. you said, oh, you say, say. And I was like, what, what does that mean? And to hear you define it now, it sounds so good, right? As you define it, but that's not how I took it. I took it as a negative thing, almost like a tiny bit of slight rejection, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, okay. So I'm saying, say, so that makes me what not good enough or that makes me you know not fun enough or that makes me like stuck up you know so I think that you know I just wanted to discuss you know because we're just really talking about on the podcast you know what does it mean still how to how to still have fun like be safe right have fun and that's cool right but I think some of the terminology that's used sometimes can almost be like like a little dark you know what I mean right yeah yeah it comes across as like somebody taking jabs at you you know yeah that's exactly Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it felt like. And so, and I think a part of that too was, you know, me getting to a place where I was comfortable with myself, right? And mm-hmm. that I didn't necessarily have to shift or change anything for anyone else. And I could be myself. Right. And still be safe, safe. <laughs> right. So even in that moment, right? And e- even as you, you said those words to me, save, save, did you mm-hmm. think that I was taking it in a negative context? Uh, a little bit, right? Because you, you know, sometimes you like you can read people's facial expressions, right? And like you say stuff in my mind, like innocently enough, you know. I guess in thinking of how I would interpret it, I didn't stop to think maybe this is something somebody else has not heard using that way. So, uh, you know, when I saw it, I was like, "Hmm, all right, we're here now." <laughs> well, you know, and I, you know, I came backpedal at this point, but uh, I think even now, like us talking about it, it's one of those things that you know you got to be mindful of sometimes like it's in certain things like you know you never want to trip anybody up inadvertently right and like you said say you and i had not had a conversation about it later it might always have been like a point of contention for you to be like mm-hmm. i'm saved saved huh? mm-hmm. like what does that mean <laughs> so <laughs> you know what i'm saying so 
but yeah, it definitely made me think afterwards that I, I don't think I've used it since then. Honestly. Really? Wow. Right. Just because I'm mindful of it now. I'm like, I don't want, I don't want nobody stalking me in the parking lot as a church talking about, oh, I'm saved, saved, huh? Like, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't need that kind of pressure in my life. So. That is hilarious. No, it's so crazy because, you know, we did have this conversation about it after. And, and I think now, like, feel free to use it. And at the same time, no, it depends on, you know, kind of where a woman is too, right? I think this is an interesting conversation for women in ministry or women who are, you know, trying to live a, the right path, right? Trying to just mm-hmm. stay on the right path and doing so in a way where how she approaches guys or how she interacts with guys, she's really safe. Right. Right. So I wonder what you would say to that woman, right, who is Mm -hmm. in a place where, you know, we want to live life and do it, you know, God's way. We want Christ to be shown through our lives, you know. We still want to have fun, too, but at the same time, we want to ensure that, you know, a God knows right offhand, like, what we stand for. Right. So what would you say to that woman about, you know, the guy approaching her or, you know, the conversations that she's having with dudes and how to respond if she's referred to as the save, save woman? Right. That's that's a that's a good question. And I think for me, actually, on, on a separate note, I was kind of thinking about this today. Uh, and I think just in general, like where a lot of people get tripped up at is they worry so much about if somebody else would like them. Right. Just how they are in there, like just in their natural self, how they are from yeah. a personality standpoint. So I would tell her the way you remove the pressure from that situation is don't worry about whether or not this guy is going to like you, because either either one of two things going to happen. Either it's aligned with where you're supposed to be and you'll know that through conversation or this person is not going to be for you. And after that, you can go your separate ways. But definitely. Definitely don't water down who you are because you you think you might get labeled as save save because you your responsibility is to show up as who you're supposed to be every day regardless of who you run into. So take the pressure off of yourself to be this person that you think other people will like, and that's I give that advice to men and women. But to your question, particularly to women in general, because you and I both know women get unfairly criticized. Like that's just. The, the the nature of how things are like I can't sit here and be like yeah we're on an equal playing field because I've seen it myself like yeah women women get unfairly criticized for doing and not even saying for doing wrong things but I feel like they are under a microscope a lot more so they're like well sister be mindful of how you dress or be mindful of how you do this be mindful of you know shaking hands or who you talk to after church but this same instruction nobody ever told me these things mm. When I was growing up, about like who I'm seeing with, so you know, then I would tell you, listen, the way you take the pressure off of that situation is first off, be confident in who you are, and it doesn't matter if you know the pressure, stop putting so much pressure on if somebody likes you or not, or if you know, is this you know the right conversation? How am I gonna be perceived when I talk? You know, your character is gonna speak for you even long after that conversation is gone, so be who you are just gave us some practical tips and we love <laughs> practical tips on the podcast okay right. hashtag practical um, hashtag practical you know what? <laughs> so I, <laughs> I love it because you know taking the pressure off yourself one there is a lot of pressure right and just like mm-hmm. you said in so many churches we've been taught you know what not to do what not to do what not to do and i don't know if there is well you know sometimes there are conversation about what to do mm-hmm. but even when we feel like you know, we're doing things right. Sometimes we still get this resistance 
and it's like, oh, well, she's so safe. Like, I don't want to go up to her. You know, I'm, I'm afraid. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, being confident. I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, women, women of faith, as you know, we are stepping into our roles and our responsibilities in the kingdom and in life, you know, to really be confident about that. Because I remember, and if I go back to that moment, although I was coming into who I was, I wasn't confident using the M word, as I say all the time. Like, I didn't want to use the M word. And so for me to talk about ministries that I was a part of, I wasn't confident saying that, right? Um, right. I was just doing what I knew what I knew to do. So that's really, really good advice to, you know, just really um, be confident and take the pressure off yourself. So when I think about being careful, though, since, right. we're talking about, since we're talking about being careful, I feel like, you know, most people in the church, so, you know, you and I attended a really big church and you get to know people, you start to see the same face and all of that. And we as women have been told to be careful who you, you know, talk to at the church. Be careful. Like you said, you know, who you're spending time with, who you're seen with. Mm -hmm. And so and guys aren't taught the same thing like you just mentioned. So what do you do? How do we even get to know someone? (laughs) You know, how do you even get to know someone (laughs) if you can't be seen with them? And that makes it feel like you have to, uh, like, hide everything. Right. And you don't want to do that because if you're trying to do this thing the godly way, you know, you want to be in public. You want to be seen. What advice would you give to us then? Because at this point, this became a relationship podcast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Just just like that. We're here now. (laughs) We are here because we're talking about, you know, just really a woman in the church and me speaking from that perspective of being, you know, being so careful that it looks Mm -hmm. like you're not fun and it looks like you're stuck up. And it looks like you ain't dope, like, you know, because you're being so careful because that's what you've been told. Right. I think a, a lot of what, for some people, comes across as carefulness is actually rooted in fear. And that fear is stemming from things you've been taught from a, a what I like to call from a, a, a legality standpoint, right? None of these things that make you more or less say, but just things that people have taught over time to say, hey, if you present yourself like this, if you do this, if you wear this, if you say these things, then you'll come across as more godly to other people. But none of those are actually scripturally based. And so when tradition gets passed down, now you have, you know, older traditions come where you say, well, a woman shouldn't approach a man. A woman shouldn't say these things. She could, she should be quiet and but none of these things, again, are not scripturally based, and they take away from who you are as a person. If you're a natural extrovert, then there's nothing wrong with going out and talking to meet the people because, again, that's part of who you naturally are. Yeah. Now, I'll stay to the careful part. I think that's more so using discretion okay. or using, using, like, good judgment, right? Um, but Because just because you can talk to everybody doesn't mean you should talk to everybody. And that's, okay. you know, that's oh, where... No. That's where being observant comes in. If you know the goals and things you have for yourself as a person, then whether or not you choose to spend time or engage somebody should stem from a single decision tree. And that says, is this bringing me closer to my goals? If the answer is yes, cool, go ahead and pursue it. If not, I need to leave it alone. And that's really that first decision to even have a conversation with somebody. That's where that stems from. Because you can save yourself a lot of time. You can look at somebody and say, is this going to bring me closer to my goals? Well, see, that to me, that depends on the level of conversation you're trying to have with them, right? Now, this is my casual, if you're just passing through like the lobby or somewhere, just having a conversation. That's Mm -hmm. different than saying, okay, 
if I'm trying to find like-minded people who I might want to have extended conversations with or spend time with, um, I got to be careful who I'm giving access to my life. That's good. Come on. And that's, that's why I feel like the, the carefulness comes in that, which is scripture based because the Bible tells us to be on guard because sometimes it's not a big red flashy neon sign that says, stop, don't go here. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's those subtle things when we feel uh, the Holy Spirit tugging at us saying, you might not want to do that. But it's it's so subtle. you like, did you really just say that? You know, is is that real? Have have I not eaten? Is that what my stomach feels like this? Maybe, you know, if I go to Chick-fil-A, you know, I'll feel better. But all the, all the time, it doesn't come in this great big warning sound all the time. Sometimes it's subtle enough that if we're not paying attention and being careful, we find ourselves in situations down the road and you wake up one morning and say, yo, how did I get here? And you think back and be like, this is the point where I decided to you know, move forward versus kind of, you know, pulling back and reevaluating things. So, yeah, um, I think it just flows into, like I said, the other part of just being yourself, but also being mindful of, you know, who you're choosing to be around and, and who's going to help get you where you're trying to go at, at whatever point you're in, in in life. That's good. Wow. You said so many amazing things. And when we talk about Holy Spirit telling us things, you're like, okay, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, I completely agree that you can begin to discern some things. So you want to be careful in discerning, right. And, you know, Mm -hmm. use your discernment. I also think though, that this is very interesting dynamic when we're talking about being saved, saved, that we don't see as many saved, saved men in the church. Right. And what we see is that, you know, the brothers who are saved, saved are married or the ones who are saved, saved, who aren't married. It's like 15 women, you know, trying to talk to him at church. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The the ratio was off. The ratio was completely off. (laughs) All right. I don't know. I I feel like I need to talk to the men for a second and say, okay, what's up? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this is what we've been taught as women. And we're, we're out here. We're trying to be careful. We're trying to be confident. We want to take the pressure off ourselves. But what about you all? Right. <laughs> you know, what about the men who are saved? Say, we're not necessarily calling you that, but we're like, okay, he's a stand up gentleman. He, you know, but how does he, how does he walk the walk and talk the talk in church, you know, in a way mm-hmm. that people can get to know him? think this is a good time to take a break and just remind you that if you're listening to this podcast and you are loving what you hear to go over to Apple, go over to Spotify, go over to whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now and rate this podcast. Come on, y'all. I need some fives. I need five stars. So rate the podcast, put a review in, let me know what you're thinking because That is how this podcast will rise to the top. And I seek to be amongst the number one players. So please go ahead, rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thank you. Uh, To a a guy, I would say, again, if if I am a guy, I should not have to tell you. Like, I should not have to try to verbally convince you that I'm at a certain point in my Christian walk. The fruit of my life should be evident. Come on know, now. Whether, you know, and I, it whether I may not be, again, all the way at the level where I'm trying to be at, but if I'm working towards it, if, if I say I have a heart of a servant, then I should be serving somewhere. 
you know, if I say I'm trying to teach or lead others, I should have done something that you can verify what I'm saying. And then from there, like even just seeing the way a man like interacts with people or talk talks to to anybody, I think goes a long way. You know, somebody told me years ago, never date anybody that's rude to like the server if you go to a restaurant Mm -hmm. or, you know, somebody like that, because not to say that they're less than, but you got to learn how to talk to everybody. And if you are this way towards people you don't know, then how are you going to be towards people that you do know? That's a really good Um, evaluation right there. Because I will say when it comes to men, like I said, we're not we're not giving the same instruction on how to interact with people. They just say, hey, you know, if you're in the church you're serving you need to find a wife you know you just find find your wife you know one of the one of these faithful sisters in here find your but they never say they never say how to prepare yourself as a husband so they say you know scripture is always placed the onus on the women and say who he who finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor from the lord but I, i always was under the conviction that if i'm finding a wife and that wife has purpose then my purpose that's tied to the wife needs to be, I need to be a husband when I show up. Come on now. I need to be husband ready because what good is it to me to find a wife and she's still waiting for me to mature in the areas that she needs for a husband. And I feel like when I align my purpose as being wanting to be a husband with her wanting to be a wife, that's where the favor comes in. Favor is not just automatically generated just because we signed our name on a marriage certificate. That's good. saying we're husband and wife now like it's this the it's the intent of the heart where i feel like god looks at the heart and the motives behind the why of what we do that propels us to to actually walking in the purpose of marriage as god intended and that's what that's where the favor of god comes in even down to i think our friendships mm-hmm. you know that we can see certain friendships blessing enhance our life other friendships don't and right. I think, again, God's looking at our heart and our motives and intentions behind why we are developing and cultivating these relationships. And that's why some of them do bring favor. Some of them bring you drama. <laughs> Season one, kingdom relationships. Because, listen, hey. first of all, what value are they bringing to your life? Second of all, what category do they fall in? Okay? Right. That's good. Wow. Listen, you ain't told nothing but a whole truth when you started saying Okay, listen, y'all aren't teaching us how to be a husband. What what does this mean? I've been saying this for a while. I'm like, we're always, you know, and I'm not saying we like, you know, my church, but I'm saying we mm-hmm. as a body of Christ have a tendency to provide all of these women's programs and the mm-hmm. most marriage ministries for women, you know, how to be a wife type of thing, but aren't necessarily doing that for our brothers. And so we need somebody to step into the fold and, um, you know, speak to the brothers, the brothers. So when you even looking at this, right, which I was thinking about this as you were talking, if you think even on a let's say outside of church, let's just let's take it on like a regular level. You have Essence magazine, um, you have Black Girls Rock, which BET does, you have the mm-hmm. Essence Festival that was held every year, you have, you know, camps that are geared towards, you know, STEM, which I think is great, you know, that they're getting women involved in, you know, science and technology and engineering and math. And you have, I think, all of these like conferences we see in history, you know, and even present day that are all geared towards development of women. Right now, I don't see that same equivalent for men. And that's why I feel like a lot of complaints I hear are about 
Well, not complaints. I say justified concerns that people have with with men in general, especially like men that relate to ministry, is that the accountability is not there. Mm, and I it. think by and large, it's not something that's been a focus because again, we spend all these time, you know, having women's conferences, having speakers, yeah. having programs for women. What are you doing for the men? Yeah. Like if you if you're building these women up to be the quote unquote like ideal wife, you're gonna also task her with the job of trying to be, you know, trying to bring along her husband too, which is not okay. fair. It's not. So we are we're being built in the spirit realm and how to be a wife. And it's like we okay, so where's my husband? You know? And has anyone spent time with him? I recently um I talked to someone who actually does a men's ministry. And one of the things that he was um, talking to me about was the fact that it's really hard to get men to trust one another and to be mm-hmm. in a space in a place where, you know, you all can really let things go. And, and normally that happens in small groups. So I wonder sometimes if that is the thing, right, that there maybe there are some programs being developed or some things that churches have tried or, you know, even outside of the church that, that have been tried. But the level of trust isn't there for mm-hmm. men to really, you know, open up and say, here are my struggles, here are the things that I need to know more about. Um, would you say, you know, just even from your experience that you think some trust, like, or the lack of trust amongst our brothers might be the mm-hmm. reason for that? It it could be, right? I'm not going to say that it's not. In my experience, I think what makes trust so hard is that it requires a level of transparency that a lot of people don't want to operate mm-hmm. at. Ooh, and that's, that's, that's tough for men. I'm not even going to lie to you. And I think even personally for myself, I didn't understand how important it was to be transparent until I started going to therapy Mm -hmm. because I wasn't going to get as much out of it as I needed to, unless I was willing to be completely honest about where I was and what I was going through and where I wanted to be versus where I was then. And that requires a level of honesty with yourself um, that you have to grow to a point where you're no longer ashamed by sharing these things, right? You no longer feel like you're going to be judged for just being open about who you are. And I'm not even going to say it's a, an excuse like, oh, men aren't taught these things. You know, we're, you know, focused on other things. At some point, you got to take accountability for it. And if it's not something that's, if it's not something that's been present in your life before, like you got to, you got to say, I'm going to be the person that's going to change this because you know current me needs this and i know future me is going to need this and whoever else like if i'm you know in a family my my wife you know my my kids are going to need this so that's just how i am is is not going going to cut it anymore like as an excuse yeah that's an amazing um response as you were talking i just started to think about your maturity level right and it took It took some work, I'm sure, to get to this place Mm -hmm. where you're saying, you know, I want better for myself. I want better for my family. And so the requirement is transparency, vulnerability in order for me to, you know, mature. And I wonder, you know, how many of our men, you know, are willing to get to that place first, right, before they go seeking a wife or trying to get with someone and they ain't really hashtag whole, okay? Right. So um, (laughs) I love that. It, you are definitely, first of all, you, you're throwing scripture at us. You you got a foundation biblically <laughs> for sure, okay? Right. So we know this already. It, as you think about your spiritual journey, in what area of your spirituality have you grown the most? I would definitely say 
I guess it is almost to, to follow up what we were just talking about. I think just the the transparency part of it. And I think having to have open and transparent conversation with God and you get to a point where you realize, hey, God already knows this. And he's not gonna he's not gonna judge you for how you feel. So you might as well talk to him about it. And I remember I remember when my when my brother passed. Uh, back in 08, and my mom told me one of the greatest pieces of advice she ever told me. She was like, feel, feel how you need to feel. You know, don't let nobody ever make you feel bad for, you know, processing how you feel and going through your emotions. And uh, even now, like, being being transparent enough so I can have transparent conversations with other people who it might be tough with. Like, I didn't, I didn't grow up in a house, and not to say that we didn't love each other, but I didn't grow up in a house where folks said, like, I love you, you know, on a regular basis. But I knew I was loved because of how it was shown. Yeah. And so I went to college and was around friends who got off the phone with their parents, and they'd be like, I love you, I love you, too. And I was like, yo, is that, is that regular for y'all? Like, y'all, y'all do <laughs> this, like, normal? every day? <laughs> right, it's normal. And so I was like, you know, I, I was like, it's just something I was like that just doesn't feel normal to me. And I was like, you know, that's something else working on like saying, you know, even like my homeboys who I'm close with, like, you know, my line brothers and stuff, like we'll say I love you. And that was like my first foray into like, you know, being comfortable enough to tell another dude like I love you. And not not only like a fear standpoint, but it's just something not like and I look at my dad and my granddad, like they grew up in an era, like my dad is 40 years older than me. So they grew up in an era where you really didn't talk about your feelings because the primary function was make sure your family is taken care of. You know, it really doesn't matter how you feel. You got to get up and go to work. You got to provide. You got kids. So at the end of the day, are your kids provided for? You know, they got a roof over their head. They're doing good at school. All right, cool. We, we ain't really got a whole lot of time to talk about feelings. So. When I got to a point where I was like, you gotta, you gotta do something different because you can't hold all of this in. Yeah. Like this, is who I am as a person. So when I got more comfortable with that, I feel like God allowed me to be in a place now where He's like, the same way you're transparent with me, you can be the same way with other people, That's and it, you, and watch how it'll help them. Yeah. You know, watch how you'll, you know, allow other people to be open too, and just like watch how your conversations change, and it did. My gosh, um, I feel Holy Spirit all over me. And I think it's, it's, it's that learning to be transparent enough with God, learning to sit with him and trust him, allowing that to happen first, right? It's that that uh, that vertical relationship that happens first in order for right. the horizontal ones to happen. And so once you unlock that time and that space and that, you know, uh, with him, then you can have those conversations with some other people, especially once trust is built. But I think it's so amazing that, you know, you learn to build that trust with God, especially as a man, you know, in a way that then transforms your other relationships. Big right. Up, okay. I'm hey, I'll be, I'll be working out here. I'm trying. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hold on, so you have grown in your spirituality. You know, one of the things that I end with on every podcast is really talking about the season. We know that seasons change. And of course, we're not talking about the four seasons of the year. We're talking about the mm -hmm. seasons that God, you know, really gives us and shows us. And there's always something to, to learn and something to be taught, you know, in a season. Mm -hmm. And so if we think about your season, what is one word that describes what God is teaching you in this season of your life? That's a great question. 
And I'm going to, right now, I would say I'm going to go to my word for 2021, which is alive. And what I feel like God is showing me in this season is just about how to every day, like, wake up with this sense of gratitude, right? And be, because you look at 2020 and a lot of 2020 was marked by things that we felt like were taken away from us. You know, whether it be people or things or jobs or financial security or home security or just even our plans for the year, all the things that got stripped away. And for a lot of people, that transition to just being inside all the time and being stuck with themselves made them feel like they were less than a person. And a little piece of them kind of died inside because they're just like, I can't do what I normally do. I don't want to be in the house with myself all the time. Like, you know, what I'm not adjusting well to this new normal. And so I feel like God is saying in this season of my life, watch the things that I do for you come to life. Like watch the things that you're reading and praying about, like come alive and have this, this anticipation every day uh, to expect something great to happen. Come on, and just to, you know, to <laughs> just to just to enjoy life, you know, do do the things and connect with the things that make you feel alive. That you are witnessing the promises of God every day. And I'm not saying you wake up every day expecting to hit the lottery or something grand like that. But the fact that you can wake up and find something to be grateful for helps you be alive. You know, help helps you have the right posture and attitude towards life even coming off a year like 2020 was deciding that's not going to be uh my energy for this year so if 2020 was a year of pruning and things taking away that 2021 is a year where things are coming alive so that's good i just gave a word about pruning season and um and things being shed even now in this moment but being shed because it's not producing fruit so when you say come alive come on now we got new branches Coming alive right. over here. <laughs> exactly. You know. I love it. Woo. There are so many things that I could go back to, but my goodness, when when you even talked about, <laughs> you know, your brother and learn to process those emotions and, you know, the amazing advice that your mom gave you and, you know, what you learn from other people saying, I love you and, and, you know, about the things that are said in the church to women, to men, what have you. This has just been amazing, okay? Mm-hmm. My Lord, I don't want to take all your time, <laughs> but let me just say that I appreciate you so much. Y'all, Jeremy is my guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's my guy. If uh, here's, here's the, the secret spirituality is our baby. We sat down one day and, um, and we were talking about my podcast and we were going through, you know, names and I had something and we were coming together around this whole spirituality with spelled mm-hmm. correctly. And I said, I just want to say topics, experiences and application. And Jeremy said, T E A. And he like spelled it out with a dash. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and here we are. And here we are. <laughs> About to hit one year, the one year mark of spirituality, um, which I can't right. wait to tell you all about. I'm like getting emotional because I literally just started all of the invites and everything um, because I'm going to celebrate. But I just want to let you know that you are so special in my life. And, um, <laughs> and I'm so excited to be on the podcast with you. If you want to share anything, any final comments, how do people can find you, what you want them to know about you, mm-hmm. feel free. Go for it. I'm going to just say, you know, to wrap up, I, I definitely appreciate the opportunity. 
uh, to be on the podcast. I think you what you're doing is tremendous. Uh, like I tell you all the time, I'm so proud of you because uh, I remember us first talking about even starting a podcast and, you know, just a little bit of nervousness about doing that, but just getting to the point where you are now and you're growing and just to see like the work that you're doing and how it's blessing other people's lives, you know, and you think about this and we're, like you said, almost a year later and just look at, you know, the things that God has done through you to touch other people, I think it's tremendous. And that's something I don't want to gloss over lightly to say that, you know, there's only going to be greater things from here. Um, if you think about all that you've been able to accomplish in a year's time, you, you know, you look back from this five years from now and said it, it started with a single decision to say, I'm going I'm to be obedient and start a podcast. Don't you and, make me and, crown here. <laughs> I promise I won't. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so far as social media, you can find me at King J E A Z Y on uh, Instagram. And uh, yeah, this is this has been a pleasure. Uh, I definitely appreciate it. I would definitely put his uh, info in the show notes as well. So you know what? This conversation has been so amazing. We got to have some things for you to try, right? Let's move on to the A, the application. We made it to the A, the application. Y'all love this segment because you get to try a couple things and you know that it is definitely going to deepen your relationship with God. And so I'm always excited when I get here because I know that God has downloaded an activity, you know, just a little homework for you to try. All right. Wasn't that good? Oh my gosh. He is so insightful and I really think that everything that he spoke um, into us from the practical tips that he didn't even know he was given to, you know, some of the ways that we can really move forward are really going to resonate with so many people. And so I challenge you to use a lot of those practical tips, right, as you move forward and really making a decision about how these things are going to get you closer to your goals or closer to God. Listen, I prayed about this thing, okay? And, you know, whew, okay, so God won't play no games with this one. You know, I've been asking God lately, you doing a whole lot right now in my life and, and having me step on people's toes and, you know, my toes bloody. And so, Lord, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, am I just out here like, am I supposed to bring conviction? Like, what is my purpose in this? <laughs> and God just showed me that without, you know, a little conviction, there will be no change. All right. So when I pray about this episode and what God wanted us to try as a result, what he wanted us to try to build and strengthen and really deepen our relationship with him, I heard God say, take inventory. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, take inventory, take a look at your life. As I look back over my life. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. I got off track. So um, we used to sing that in the choir when I was young, take inventory, look over your life, right? And I want you to begin to ask yourself these questions. Grab your notebook because you're going to need to write them down. What in your life is bringing God value? 
You're taking inventory of your life, of your character, and writing down what in your life is bringing God value. What do you have in your inventory? What are you missing from your inventory? So we're thinking all about your life and your spiritual growth here, your maturity level with God. And God said, what is bringing you value, but does not glorify God? Let me tell you something. I'm just thinking about this, right? What is bringing you value, but does not glorify God? Okay, Lord, you, you all on our hearts, our toes, our minds, everything. Okay. You just ran through it. Is lying bringing him value? I think not, bruh. It's not bringing him any value. Is cursing bringing him any value? I think not, sis. Like, I don't see no value in it. Is gossiping bringing any value? Absolutely, baby. It's bringing value to you, but God ain't pleased. It ain't glorify him. So he wants you to take inventory and take a look at your life. Take a look at your character and really go through that thing with a fine tooth comb. And these things now become your prayer points. Y'all know these applications. I always got to have some prayer attached because that's how we communicate with our father. I need you to take these things into prayer, especially the things that are bringing you value, but are not glorifying God, right? Those are the things that you want to submit to him, commit to him. You want to ask him to cleanse you for those things. You want to seek forgiveness for those things you know, you just want to leave him at his feet. Okay. Let's let him go. And what about the things that are bringing him value? You want to, you know, know that you can walk in those things confidently and boldly and without fear. Right. And so take those things into the prayer room as well and ask for more of them. All right. Ask for more, ask him to fill the gaps from the things that he is removing to do and have more of the things that actually do bring God value. All right. Y'all, this is good to me. Let me just say, I don't give you anything without doing it myself because the Lord is working on me too, okay? I'm a vessel, I'm a messenger, and he also has me pruning, okay? Getting rid of things, pruning season. And so I'm so excited that, you know, this is what he downloaded for us to work on. So you got this, go get him. So just as we end every episode, we just want to end with a word of prayer. So Father God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice, oh God. Lord, I thank you, oh God, that you are Abba. Lord, you are Abba. You are our Father. And Father God, we thank you for just being here with us, oh God. Lord, we thank you, oh God, that you're omnipresent. God, that you're present with each one of us now, oh Lord. Father, we thank you, oh God, that you're powerful. You're omnipotent, God. And we thank you that your power reigns across this world. Lord, we thank you, oh God, that you are omniscient. Father, you are all knowing, you know, everything we need. Oh God, you know where our holes are, you know, where our gaps are, you know, where our cracks are. And Father God, I thank you now, oh God, for filling each one of them, oh Lord, with your spirit, with your spirit, God, Father God, we thank you. Mm 
for this time. Lord, I thank you, oh God, that everyone here under the sound of my voice, oh God, wants more. Lord, we want more of you, oh God. Father God, we thank you, oh God, that we can walk in boldness, oh Lord. And we know, oh Lord, that as we continue to strengthen our relationship with you, oh God, that things will become unlocked for us, oh God. Lord, that we don't have to sit in a cave, that we don't have to sit back and be bored, that we don't have to sit back and be weary, that we don't have to worry about what people are saying about us being saved, because Lord, we know it comes with freedom. Ha, da, 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 freedom, oh God. Lord, we, th- we know it comes with renewal, a renewing of our minds, oh God. Lord, we know right now it comes with cleansing. With a cleansing, oh God. Father God, we thank you now that it comes with being made new. And Lord, we know that you don't waste anything. Lord, our personalities, all the things that we have learned, all the experiences that we have had, oh God. Lord, we thank you now, oh God, for forming those things in us, oh God, so that we might move forward with um with forming them in someone else. Father God, we thank you now, oh God, that our experiences, oh God, that our tests, oh Lord, will become testimonies, oh God. Father, we thank you, oh God, for this time. Lord, I thank you that as we move forward, oh God, that we walk boldly in our faith. God, that we are afraid to tell people that we know you, that we are afraid to tell people that we serve you. Lord, that we are not afraid, oh God, to say that we are saved, saved. Father, that we are all in and we move confidently knowing, oh God, that everything you have placed in us is continuously manifesting, that the promises of God continue to manifest. Lord, help us. Help us to know our worth, God. Help us to know our value. Help us to know our identities in you. Father, cleanse us now. Lord, remove anything in us that is not of you, oh God. Any blockages, any barriers. Father God, we want to be all in. All in. All in for you, oh God. And Lord, now is the time to start. So Father God, I thank you, God. I thank you for meeting us where we are. I thank you for your grace. I thank you that you have power to save us. I thank you, God, that you will reach back for one and bring us in with the rest of your sheep. God, we love you and we thank you for loving us. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in. I am so excited about what God is doing in the lives of everyone that is connected to spirituality. It is because of you that this podcast is prosperous. Speaking of prosperous, if you would like to sow a seed into spirituality or Dr. Latanya Moore, feel free to send it via cash app at the Dr. Moore. That's at T-H-E-D-R-M-O-O-R-E. I appreciate you so much for joining this journey with me. So follow the journey by hitting subscribe, share the podcast, and follow me on Instagram at the Dr. Moore. You can also hit me up in you know, my Gmail. Just send me an email at drlatanyamore at gmail.com. If you are a faith-based entrepreneur, listen, I would love to partner with you. Send me a message and let's connect. This is about to be epic.